Hello and welcome to episode 494 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. There's one thing I didn't mention in that intro was nuts. This is the one thing that I think many gardeners or grower owners don't think about growing. But that's a great thing to cover this week. But first, let's find out the latest from the allotment. It is Saturday the 25th of March 2023 today and I'm down on the allotment. I've just stepped inside my shed here just because it has just started to rain. No doubt you can hear the rain hitting the shed on this. Now during the week we have had reports that allotment sheds on our site have been broken into and it's upset quite a few people as you can imagine with some people actually giving up their plot now because these thefts have been so bad now unfortunately i haven't been able to get down here and check on mine during the week but when i came down here today the door to my big shed was wide open and as I got closer, first of all, I noticed a battery strimmer, not my battery strimmer, but a battery strimmer sat in front of the shed. And I also found the lock that had been cut laid on, on the floor. So that means that my shed got broken into. Now, by the looks of it, nothing has been stolen. I do have my hand tools in this shed, my spades and my forks, but they all look to be in place. So, and there was even my camping toilet that was right at the front that was still in place as well. So I think that they were after tools like petrol lawnmowers, etc, etc, with a view to sell them. Now my small shed, uh, it doesn't look like anybody's looked in there, but I can't be sure because there was a, a slight thing that might be where somebody tried to pull it open. And in there, of course, is my petrol lawnmowers, but it is a bit hidden at the moment. I was under the view that if anybody stole that, it's no skin off my nose because I want rid of them anyway. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like they have taken them. But... As I've said time and time again, this is part of allotment life. Thefts are going to happen. And as annoying as it is and as wrong as it is, I kind of come with the assumption that anything I have in my allotment, if it gets stolen, it doesn't matter because it's not that expensive items. I know that's not the right view or even the... the, the correct way to look at these sort of things unfortunately it's just a downside of allotment life and I just feel I have to make the most of it so after checking around all the shed and areas to make sure nothing had been stolen that I can tell nothing has been stolen but I could be wrong uh, I then carried on to just do a bit of weeding that's all I was really after doing today I knew the weather was going to be a bit wet and I don't really have any big projects that I can do on the allotment just yet plus being on call this weekend so I just did quite a bit of weeding and got everywhere looking nice and tidy I've got to say at the moment the allotment really is coming together now I feel like we are ready for this next growing season so uh, we are doing very very well if I do say so myself 
Now, while I was doing the weeding, I said last week about building a new bed for potatoes and where it can go. And my struggle was that I didn't have the wood to build it. But then I was looking at one of my large, thin, raised beds and realised that it doesn't need to be quite tall. And if I took the two bits off, off the top, I could build myself another bed. And that's what I'm going to be doing possibly next week when the weather is a bit better and then we can finish off get my potatoes in the ground which will be great completely get all the potatoes I mean I've got enough potatoes in the ground but I've still got sea potatoes that I want to pot into use. I also brought down some of my onion seedlings only a couple of trays these are growing at home and they're very very small at the moment I'm hoping they're going to grow a little bit stronger soon but they just seem to be a little bit small at the moment but they are taking up room at my greenhouse at home so I brought down a couple of trays to go in the greenhouse here just to get them out of the greenhouse at home I'm going to put some in a cold frame at home to start hardening them off and see if they survive but more on that tomorrow but yeah I just wanted to get a couple of the trays they're going to be grown down the allotment anyway so it seems to make sense now one thing that i do grow here on the allotment is my hazel tree now i grow hazel for hazelnuts and also hazel sticks but i've had an email recently from a listener who has shared with me that she also grows hazel for starting fires in her fireplace and i thought actually that's an, a talk that we could do about growing nuts and that's what i want to talk about next Now this episode I want to talk about growing nuts and nut-like plants in your own garden or allotment. And this topic was actually inspired to me by an email I got from one of our listeners by the name of Ellen. Now Ellen has a similar problem to me in that she grows a hazelnut tree but she gets very few hazelnuts. The squirrels or the birds usually beat her to them, much like myself. But she does try to use the hazel sticks for coppicing and use those sticks to create kindling for her fireplace, which is a great idea. I use the the sticks for bean sticks myself. I think they look better than bamboo canes, and they're a free resource basically because I have them growing on my allotment, and they're stronger than bamboo canes and last longer, in my opinion. So. That seems like a good place to start talking about hazelnuts. Now, if you're like me and you have a hazelnut tree, you will probably find it doesn't produce a lot of nuts. They are great for coppicing. Now, coppicing means that we cut the tree back to its base to promote new growth. And this new growth will then be used in the future for a variety of purposes, including making bean sticks. Coppicing a hazel tree is pretty easy. You want it to be about four or five years old before you first do it, and the trunk to be about two inches or five centimetres in diameter. You then cut that tree back about six inches or 15 centimetres from the ground, leaving a few buds in which promote new growth. Now, you're meant to repeat this process every four or five years. That way you keep a steady supply of bean sticks and other useful material. But what I find is I just do a few, because I've only got the one tree, I do a few each year and leave the rest behind to grow on further. It seems to work quite nicely for me. I've only just started doing this within the last few years, but it certainly has worked really well for me doing it like this. 
Now, there are other types of nut trees and plants that we could grow. Almonds, chestnuts and walnuts are all great choices, but they do depend on your climate and growing conditions. Almonds require well-drained soil and warm, dry climates. They also need a lot of space as they can grow pretty big. Chestnuts prefer well-drained soil and moderate temperatures. They can also grow quite large too, and walnuts are another popular nut tree, and they are a bit more forgiving when it comes to the soil and climate, but they do prefer well-drained soil, moderate temperatures. Now, groundnuts or peanuts are another popular choice. They're not actually a nut at all. They're a legume. They are from the pea family. Groundnuts grow underground. They require warm temperatures and plenty of water. To grow groundnuts, you want to plant them in well-drained soil, so that's been enriched with plenty of organic matter. And you also want to make sure they have plenty of water as they require a lot of moisture to grow properly. You'll need to protect them from pests, of course, but uh, they will happily steal your crop given half a chance. Now, finally, tiger nuts. Tiger nuts are small, tuberous vegetables that are native to Africa, but they can be grown in many other parts of the world. They were actually very popular in England during World War II, where they were grown and given to children like sweets. They're often used in Mediterranean cuisine and can be eaten raw, roasted or made into a milk. Tiger nuts are high in fibre and other nutrients. Now, to grow new tiger nuts, you want to plant them in well-drained soil, make sure they have plenty of water and they prefer warm, sunny climates. And they will do best in areas with a long growing season. I found when I grew them, the foliage grew a bit like grass and we had them growing all year long. I harvested them in December, which might have been a little bit too late. Now, when it comes to planting most nut trees, they should be planted in the autumn or winter while they're dormant. You want to dig a hole that's about twice as wide as the root ball, plant the tree and plant it so that the crown where the root meets the stem is level with the soil surface. Backfill that hole, stake it so it grows straight, water the tree really, really well, add a layer of mulch around the base to help retain that moisture. Like any fruit tree, nut trees require regular pruning to keep them healthy and productive. Prune your trees in late winter or early spring before the buds start to break. Remove any dead, diseased or damaged woods as well as any branches that are crossing or rubbing against each other. You also want to thin out some of the smaller branches to allow more light and air into the centre of the tree. Fertilisation is another important part of caring for nut trees. Most nut trees benefit from an annual application of a balanced fertiliser in early spring, just as the buds start to break. You can also add a layer of compost or well-rotted manure around the base of the tree to provide additional nutrients. Now, let's talk about growing groundnuts and tiger nuts. Groundnuts, as we mentioned earlier, are a type of legume that grows underground. To grow groundnuts, you want to start by selecting a variety that's well suited to your climate or soil conditions. Now, you can plant groundnuts in rows, spacing them about 12 inches apart, or you can plant them in raised beds or containers. Once your groundnuts are planted, you want to make sure they have plenty of water. They require a lot of moisture to grow properly, so make sure the soil stays consistently moist. You also want to keep an eye out for pests like squirrels and birds who may try to dig up and eat your groundnuts. 
One way to deter them is to cover your plants with a layer of bird netting or mesh. Tiger nuts, on the other hand, are planted just like any other root crop. You will want to select a sunny spot with well-drained soil and plant the tiger nuts about two inches deep, six inches apart. That's five centimetres deep and 15 centimetres apart. Keep the soil moist but not waterlogged and fertilise with a balanced fertiliser once a month during the growing season. Harvesting ground nuts and tiger nuts is a bit different than harvesting other types of nuts. With ground nuts you need to wait until the plants start to die back before digging up the underground pods. Be sure to harvest them before the first frost. With tiger nuts you'll need to wait until the plants have died back completely before digging up the tubers. Of course like any crops problems can occur. Pests like squirrels and birds can be a challenge when it comes to harvesting nuts and some trees and plants are more susceptible to diseases than others. It's as always important to research a specific type of nut or plant you want to grow and learn about any potential problems. So that is it for growing nuts. I hope it has inspired you to give it a go at growing nuts or think about growing a nut tree even if it's for coppicing to get bean sticks. Well, let's find out what's happening in the home plot. It is Sunday the 26th of March 2023 today, the last Sunday in March. Next weekend will be April. And I've said March is when things start to come alive, but April, it really ramps up. Now, spurred on by the discussion I've had today about growing nuts i decided i was going to sow some tiger nuts again i found some tiger nuts in my shed from when i grown them in the past and i figured you know what let's give them another try so all i've done i've just sown them into a large trough pot with multi-purpose compost nothing difficult I'll keep them in the greenhouse and then eventually they will grow outside. Now, you're probably wondering how Martha, the chicken we rehomed, is getting on. And she's actually doing very, very well now. She seems to have settled in nicely. I've had her in a separate coop from the other chickens all week. But this weekend, I put together the chicken one that attaches onto the omelette cube that Martha came with. And this has obviously given her a bit more space, but I've attached it onto the larger run as well. And my idea was I could section the two areas off with the original coop just inside the run so that the other three chickens still have somewhere to go. Unfortunately, I couldn't get the original coop inside the door, so I decided it was time to put all the birds together. A little bit early, but they seem to be doing okay. Yes, there is a little bit of fighting as they try and establish the pecking order, and Martha is tending to stay inside the coop. But she is getting braver and braver, and slowly they are all integrating together. The other three chickens, Bear, Hawkins and Gertie all seem to like the new coop as well. In fact, we've had two eggs laid today already. So they only got together. I only completed building the coop today. So yeah, very happy with that. They are definitely moving on. So let's see how we get on moving forward. I've got to say the Eglu cube, omelette Eglu cube, is much better than the original coop that I had. And the original coop, the omelette Eglu, was pretty good already. So the cube is even better, but more money. 
Now, what else have I been doing? Well, I said yesterday about moving onions from the greenhouse into the cold frame, which I've also done, along with a few of the other plants. I'm starting to notice that things are starting to spring into life. The Szechuan pepper plant, for example, and the, the banana plant and various other things. Now these have been in the greenhouse for a bit of protection but I wanted to get them into the cold frame just to protect them but also free up space inside my greenhouse. My greenhouse was rather full and just by emptying a few of these plants out it's given me a bit more room to get in there and work. I probably need a bigger cold frame at some point but never mind that. Now my peach tree which does live inside the greenhouse until March is in full flower it's lovely pink flowers which is a good sign that we may well get peaches out of it this year i keep the peach tree inside the greenhouse to avoid peach leaf curl which is a airborne disease or found in in rain rather so i keep it inside the greenhouse during november to may in order to avoid peach leaf curl and it works quite well now my spinach, we planted out my spinach last week, or most of my spinach. I've still got a few in the greenhouse. The ones under in the veggie pod, they're doing absolutely fantastic. But the ones outside, they were surviving okay. But I've noticed with the rain we've had yesterday, the slugs or snails must have came out and started eating on them. Now I'm not too fussed. We can afford a few losses, but it is a little bit annoying. And just goes to show that slugs and snails are already out here. So I need to start thinking about putting my bird feeders out in order to attract birds to come and eat the slugs and snails. Many of the other seeds that we have sown recently are not showing signs. The carrots, the um, peas, not showing any signs as of yet. The garlic that we planted out a couple of weeks ago, that's actually starting to germinate and grow quite nicely. However, indoors in my kitchen windowsill, we've got a lot of seeds growing. Usually I don't grow plants on the kitchen windowsill or seedlings they're usually in a greenhouse but this year because we're not using heating or any extra heat my wife has said I could use the windowsill and it is rather full normally the windowsill I should say is for growing microgreens and herbs but at the moment it's just full up with seedlings we've got tomatoes we've got cucumbers we've got melon uh, we've got chilies we've got peppers we've got aubergines a lot of the tender plants all of which are seeming to do pretty well some aren't germinated as of yet but we are waiting for that to happen and in fact over this next week I'm going to be pricking out a lot of the aubergines and the chilies and the peppers in order to get more of those. The ones that haven't germinated are the melons and the cucumbers. It is a little bit too early for those. They are an early type of cucumber and melon that I've grown so we keep a close eye and see what happens. Right well that is it from the garden update. Let's head back to the podding shed well that brings us to the end of another episode of the veg grower podcast this is episode 494 which means in a few weeks time we're gonna have our 500th episode and in a couple of months time it's also going to be our 10 year anniversary 10 years of producing this podcast i cannot believe it has lasted this long but I hope that this week, this podcast has helped you inspire to think about growing nuts or nut-like 
plants in your garden or on your allotment. And if you do give it a go, let us know. Now, of course, I do like to share a recipe and I felt that, of course, we have to include nuts. This is a simple yet satisfying salad that combines mixed greens, roasted beets, crumbled goat's cheese and a handful of toasted pecans. To make the salad, simply toss the greens and roasted beets with your favourite vinaigrette, sprinkle on the crumbled goat's cheese and toasted pecans and enjoy. Now, I also have a competition. We're giving away two adult tickets to Gardner's World Spring Fair at Bewley on the Sunday the 30th of April. That is Sunday the 30th of April. So to end putter, simply send us an email at richard at with the subject line Spring Fair Competition and tell us about your favourite nut-based recipe. The winner will be selected at random from all entries received by midnight on Sunday the 9th of April. So yeah, make sure you are available before you enter to attend the event because it's going to be, it's a good one. I really enjoyed the spring fair. I'm going on the Friday, but for the Sunday, if you are available, you need to be there at 9.30. It's Bewley in the New Forest. It's a great event. Now, as always, I want to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. Your feedback helps me improve the show and reach more people who are interested in growing their own food. If you're really enjoying this podcast and want to support me more directly, please consider becoming a supporting member by visiting my website, thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk. Supporting members get exclusive content and, and other perks, including seeds sent to their door, each and every month that can be sown that very month and more importantly your support helps me keep the podcast running for that i charge five pound a month finally i love hearing from listeners if you have a question comments or suggestions for future episodes email me richard at vegroundpodcast.co.uk you can visit the website and leave a voicemail and that's always good too and you can follow me on social media to see photos and updates from my alarm and garden. Once again, thank you for listening. Until next time, please take care.